Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody and welcome to Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watchalongs, presented to you by the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am not joined here this week with Big Daddy Cool Dave Rosenbluth. He is inconspicuous by his absence. We will find out later. Um, I might have some tape footage or uh, <clears throat> some evidence or, or some other proof of where he may be or may not be. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He, he, he's on vacation, folks. That's right, folks. He's on vacation, uh, if you will. He's kind of on an excursion. Uh, journeyman Dave from Kicking Out It 2 on excursion right now. But he will be back. Uh, so for this week, instead of doing a watch-along like we normally do for extreme watch-alongs, we are going to do a review-along, a punched-up version of the watch-alongs, just me running down what happens on the episodes of ECW Hardcore TV that you can find on the Peacock, uh, or by nefarious means, whatever you want to do, but it's those episodes from 1997, this episode taking place April 29th, 1997, that's Season 5, Episode 18, if you want to look it up on the Peacock and watch along, or... Uh, watch it after I review or watch it before, whatever you want to do, uh, if anything piques your interest. So, uh, if you dig this show, if you dig our other shows, you can find us on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Dave has a show over there kicking out the two. Hundreds of episodes, hundreds of hours of evergreen wrestling content for your ears. Plenty of shows that I've done too. The fifth year anniversary of The Origin of Attitude. A look back 20 years of the key players that started this revolutionary attitude era and the the birth of the anti-hero, the, uh, the, the thwarty figure, you know, uh, Shades of Grey booking. A uh, really fun show that Jimmy and I did, 13 episodes. Go back in the archive and you can find that on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Our home base is Podbean. That's where every episode can be found. Um, Like I said, so much fun there. Like, rate, and review. Share and subscribe if you dig this show because it helps us grow. Leave us a little rating on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice, friendly review. And it really helps us out. All right, enough of the shilling. Time to get down to business. That's right, the review of ECW this episode, episode 5, oh, sorry, season 5, episode 18, April 29th, 1997, hot off the heels of Barely Legal. We open up with a recap of what happened last week. Chris Candido walked into the building with Tammy, uh, Sonny, that is, 
who's working with the WWF, and RVD creeped up behind and pinched her ass, so Chris Candido and RVD got into a scuffle backstage and had to be separated. RVD saying, all disrespect intended. Um, so <clears throat> Chris Candido making out to be his namesake that we uh, you know, cast him with on this show, Cuck Candido. He just can't get a break. Everybody is uh, poking fun at him and his poking fun, poking, having fun with his girl, Tammy, Sonny. So, uh, interesting stuff there. We'll see where that goes with the feud between those two. But interlining, intertwining the WWF and ECW uh, doing some type of talent exchange that will carry on throughout this episode. We get the intro to the actual show with the tune that's there. But rock. Apparently Joey Styles says that there was an incident between Raven and Stevie Richards that was caught on some type of hi-fi VH, SH VH camera. And uh, so they're going to spend this whole episode trying to transfer that video to be able to show the fans what happened, what they were able to capture. Uh, they're going to transfer it to beta to be able to produce it for the show. But Joey Styles mentions, well, we could cue it in at any time, but just stay tuned. So, <clears throat> of course, they're not going to cue it in at any time post-production. They're just going to wait until the end of the episode. How clever. But hey... Just stay tuned because they're trying to get that tape together, folks. Just like we're trying to get the tape together about the whereabouts in uh, where uh, where Dave is on his excursion. We might have those uh, whereabouts later in the episode. So just stay tuned, folks. I have to transfer everything. I could edit it in now, but I, I just I think it'll be lasting. I do, you know, keep you guys enthralled. Anyhow, Joey Styles tosses to our first match on the card. It's the FBI, the full-blooded Italians, Tracy Smothers, Little Guido, and Tommy Rich coming out. Tracy Smothers and Little Guido are going to be the ones wrestling uh, against the BWO. Ooh, but uh, no, 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 Stevie Richards because uh, whatever happened backstage between. Him and Raven, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know. But uh, Tracy Smothers is out here dancing a lot. Uh, the announcer says he's from Nashville, Italy, which I, I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, this is like some AEW good old faction action. Two factions that are kind of just blah, but I mean, BWO is really over. BWO is joined by Thomas the Inchworm Rodman. That's their play on... Dennis Rodman, uh, Hollywood Nova, and the blue guy. Uh, again, Stevie is suspiciously absent. But maybe we can find out if they edit that tape fast enough. We'll see. We get into the match. Joey Styles takes a jab on commentary saying that the blue guy is the second worst fake Spanish accent in wrestling. And if he had the first, he'd be a millionaire. Uh, saying Scott Hall. <laughs> or... He'd be half asleep. Ooh, gosh. Poking fun at the uh, the beginning signs of Scott Hall's uh, addiction problems and or, you know, lack of wrestling uh, 
you know, enthusiasm as of late uh, since being hired by WCW, getting paid multi-millions, you know. Tracy Smothers keeps on dancing. The heels, the FBI, get the heat on Hollywood Nova throughout the match. Um, they miss a rocket launcher. And the blue guy comes in with some punches, heating up everything. Blue Meanie hits his Meanie Moonsault, which, wow, looks great. Uh, but the referee is distracted, of course, in ECW. Tommy Rich gets in the ring and hits Blue Meanie with something that was in his fist. And the FBI pick up a cheap victory. Tommy Rich is then in some fans' faces. They're walking out of the uh, aisleway, and that looked kind of intense because the fans like, "Go ahead, fucking do it." And they're like, they're you know, they're they're very close, and it looks uh looks to be some words exchanged there. Yeah, I mean, nothing to say about that match. It's just schmuck, schmuck stuff. Gavagoo. Back to the basement. And Joey Styles is still racking his brain about Stevie and Raven, Raven and Steven, Steven and Raven. <sighs> but the video hasn't been transferred yet, guys. And then Paul Heyman, you can tell his voice, he does some type of innocuous cover-up. He goes, Go to commercial! Go to commercial! I thought that was pretty funny. We go to a promo from the Eliminators, Saturn and Cronus, the tag team champions of ECW. Saturn does his best hawk slash animal impression. I'm gonna talk like this. And Cronus looks like he's gonna ask Dave Rosenbluth for a ride home. Pal. He's kind of staggering, kind of eyes crossed, and he says... How many licks does it take to get to the tag team championships? Uh, what? I guess it, it was one, two, three because they're three-time tag team champions. But what is the obsession with everybody in ECW wanting to taste each other? Stop it. We don't want the licks. You want your licks? Taste each other? What the hell is going on? We get an Eliminators montage package. So, we're gonna need a montage to fill some time. Paul Heyman's like, I'm gonna need a montage. Okay, all right. Oh my God, here's a package that we had queued together, but we still can't get Raven or Stevie Richards going for you, folks. Hold on a second. yourself to the test and show us a passage of time we're gonna need a montage, montage. a sports training montage. montage show a lot of things happening at once remind everyone of what's going on what's and going with on? every shot show a little improvement to show it what would take too long that's called a montage, montage. even rocky had a montage, montage. Seems like more time has passed in a montage. 
Um, this montage is ridiculous. They legit show a bunch of botches that Kronos and Saturn have during their matches. One in specific, Kronos goes to do a springboard off the middle rope with a trash can in his hand and just kind of trips himself up and falls over the trash can and just sits on his ass. And they just cut that and splice that in like that was a interesting, cool spot. It wasn't. But, yeah, there's a three-way situation going on in ECW. It's the Eliminators, the Dudley Boys, and the Gangsters. Always getting together, um, you know, kind of mixing it up. And it reminds me a lot of when the Dudleys joined the WWF. We eventually got Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys. And ladders were introduced. There was ladders introduced at Barely Legal, but it wasn't a ladder match. Um, it could have been more exciting as a ladder match, but those guys were just taking bump after bump. I mean, uh, Bubba's going to be out for some while because he breaks his ankle during that match uh, at Barely Legal that we spoke of. Um, yeah, just takes a bump off the apron right at the beginning uh, with Kronos you know, running towards him and just fell out on his ankle. Um, so... Yeah, he'll be out for a little bit. They'll try to keep these guys and play as much as they can because Paul Heyman is pretty genius at keeping characters involved in storylines with promos and uh, keeping the storylines rolling even if injuries arise, a la Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, Sabu, uh, a, a lot of characters throughout time in ECW as we'll go on through this year in 1997. You'll see some as well. We go back to Joey Styles, who is in the basement, still covering that uh, somehow the video transition from SVHS to beta tape. Very common equipment, and we'll get it done, folks. Just You just hang on. We're getting it done right now. We could have edited in at the beginning of the episode, and it would have made more sense to find out. But a la Quentin Tarantino, you won't find out until the end. What happened to Stevie and Raven? <sighs> 90s. 1997. What a time to be alive. I was alive then. Anyhow, Joey tosses to a pre-tape of Bill Alfonso with Mr. Monday Night and Sabu. Let's go to this audio. I'm only one hour from the tower. 
by the way. Hey, hey, hey. Guys, listen, I'm, I'm doing business. You haven't called me back yet. Now, I know you're busy. I'm not trying to tell you how to do business, but you got a chance. You're Rob Van Dam, a true superstar on your show. And I'm hanging, listen, I'm still going to be there on the weekends for you guys, all right? Listen, you are way too tense. If I'd work on a Thursday night in Queens, I'd work on a Monday night anywhere, you know? Hey, besides, I've always got your back. Not that you don't got my back. What I'm saying is you can count on me. It's me and you. It's Fonzie. It's the three of us. Tell them, Fonzie. Okay, before we get started with the match with Spike Dudley and RVD, let's kind of get into some of that uh, promo there with Bill Alfonso, RVD, and Sabu. Uh, Bill Alfonso talking about how every time they're in Queens, there's a crooked ref that screws them over. And, you know, Bill Alfonso used to be a referee, but he's the crackhead ref, not the crooked ref, the crackhead ref. But um, I'll take them as I get them, folks. I Got them all night, because this is my episode. It could turn into a whole thing like this. Eh? Looks like it won't be. I'm just having fun. During that promo as well, RVD talks about his options. Uh, He's one hour from the tower, quote-unquote. Just, you know, sending those feelers out again, as we've talked about on prior episodes of Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watchalongs, Dave and I have talked about, uh, you know, a lot was was promised for RVD at this time, uh, possibly going to WCW, possibly going to WWF. Doors were open wide for this guy. Uh, he ended up staying with ECW, drinking that Paul Heyman Kool-Aid. What could have been at the time if he would have gone to either promotion? Man, it could have been interesting to say the least. I could definitely see RVD uh, floundering in WCW. I could also see him possibly being a United States champion, one of those guys uh, wrestling around the Booker T, Chris Benoit caliber level. Uh, I could also see him in WWF at the time. Intercontinental, The Rock, RVD, DX, but with RVD in the group. Um, Man, a lot of stuff could happen that would have been great for RVD or possibly bad rvd has lived on to be a legend nonetheless so uh you know regardless of what could have happened he he still has a great career and legacy i think let's get into the match of rvd versus spike dudley it's a pretty hot month for rvd um going forward he'll he'll have a match with jeff hardy on wwf tv which is awesome. Both opponents, he works with really great throughout his career. Um, A lot of great matches between all these guys. Um, RVD stops the ring announcer and whispers in his ear as he is uh, introducing RVD. The announcer says, formerly from 
Battle Creek, Michigan, now looking to reside in either Atlanta, Georgia, or Stanford, Connecticut, the crowd boos. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, he's just keeping that that uh, shades of gray there, the talks of the contracts going on and where he could go, WCW or WWF. It's a really cocky start for RVD, some signature moves galore. Uh, we get a cool spot during the match. RVD gets Irish whipped into the guardrail. Spike runs towards him, and RVD just comes out of nowhere with this swift spinning back kick. It's it's quick. It's awesome. It's it's rough. It's it, it looks snug. You know, at the time, it, it's it's great. Like RVD is the top martial artist that you would ever see. The crowd starts to chant, "We want Taz" because of this continued feud with Taz. RVD and Sabu and honestly RVD and Taz put on a better match than Taz and Sabu just my opinion just my opinion the guys can wrestle a lot more fluidly uh I think Dave was right when he said it on a prior episode Sabu is just a guy that is living in this uh, smoke and mirrors type thing where uh, yeah he could try to do a lot of cool spots but he never pulled them off and a lot of his matches just oh did not flow well I mean we looked at the Taz and Sabu match from Barely Legal it's fine it's nothing to write home about I mean obviously Austin and Brett had the better match that month but wow some uh you know a lot of botches from Sabu so anyhow, a guy who is pretty botch-free, RVD delivers a huge frog splash. At the time, who has a better frog splash? Is it RVD or Eddie Guerrero? Huh? Huh? That's a good question to ask. Come on, give me some answers. Write them on the page. Who, who has the better frog splash, RVD or Eddie Guerrero? And, like, uh, overall, like, RVD could spin in the air. He always had a lot of height. Uh, but Eddie had that intense one that was like, pow, like it just like snapped. It was a, it was a snapping frog splash. Like, uh, it looked very intense. Uh, I want replies on this. During the match, Spike fires back and goes for his acid drop, which it doesn't have a name yet. Uh, Joey Styles says he goes for that spinning bulldog. Uh, which is from the top rope. He just climbs and, uh, you know, goes for that spinning bulldog. He gets caught on the top rope with RVD giving him a backdrop onto the top rope. Then RVD springboards off the middle rope and does a spinning back kick. Man, the talent and fluidity throughout this match with RVD just springboard kicks and just the flow of everything. It's awesome. Uh, RVD boasts and taunts to the crowd. But then it's ECW, so he brings in a chair. And that's a reminder of ECW. We're here. It's hardcore. We don't care. RVD waffles Spike with the chair, then hits the Van Damnator. It looks rough, like really like stiff. RVD pins Spike Dudley with his hands under his chin. One, two, three. RVD continues his assault after the bell. Fonzie blows that whistle to an alarmingly annoying amount of 
just uh, it's almost like a smoke detector going off while you're trying to record an episode of Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watch Alongs, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> the beatdown continues as Spike Dudley gets hit with a stereo top rope splash from Sabu and RVD. The fans are chanting, we want tables. And this is 1997. They are legit saying we want tables in 1997. So that chant has been going on for 25 years now. Wow. Uh, Sabu smashes Spike through the table with a sunset flip from the inside to the outside of the ring. Uh, The ECW staff, or young boys, whoever they are, they come out to the ring to kind of separate everything, and then we get that famous ECW fuzz cut. Next up, it's Joel Gertner. I don't like Joel Gertner, so I don't ever really give him the time or day. He's talking about how he should be pimping some Terry Funk footage, but he doesn't want to show it because it would be black and white footage or the network probably wouldn't want to see him anyways. He segues into Beulah's shirt being for sale and sold, and it's cheap and loose. Get it? Uh, Then we cut to Tommy Dreamer, Beulah's husband, coming out and punching Joel in the face over and over saying, say something else about my wife. Say something else about my wife. Louis Spicoli comes out of nowhere and tries to break it up and says, come on, Tommy. Come on, man. We're boys. Come on. Come on. Give me the sign, bro. And he's trying to throw up the Wolfpack sign, which is still synonymous to this day. Bullet Club. Bullet Club. For life, life. Next, we cut to Louis Spicoli coming out to the ring, throwing up that Wolfpack sign, Bullet Club sign, NWO sign. The match starts with Chris Chetty. Uh, And Tommy wants to talk about what happened, but we might have to wait for that footage. Oh, no, wait. That footage gets cut in during the fucking match. So obviously they could cut that footage in, but they couldn't cut the Raven and Stevie footage in. I'm I'm getting a little pissed off if I were watching this live or having to do a review for it for a podcast show that has 12 listeners. Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Tommy cuts off the entire match with his promo, and it's a super close-up of him backstage. He says he doesn't disrespect the hand sign that's the Wolfpack, Bullet Club, whatever the fuck you want to call it. In fact, he respects some of those guys that are in that group, but he doesn't like Louis Spicoli specifically. So, he's going to get in that ring and show him respect next time he throws up that sign. Throw it up. So, we cut back... To the match, Louis delivers a DVD to Chris Chetty. No, not, I, mean, I know we're talking about VHS and transferring to beta tape, and then I just said DVD. I mean, a Death Valley driver. Louis Piccoli probably tried to bootleg DVDs and sell them to Chris Chetty behind the scenes. I don't know. I don't fucking know what these guys did behind the scenes. But anyhow, he delivers a Death Valley driver to Chris Chetty, holds up that Wolfpack sign, Tommy Dreamer runs out and schmazzes Louie. We get a bell rung for a disqualification in ECW. Tommy Dreamer gives Louie Spicoli a backdrop and starts to uh, beat the hands of Louie, stomping on them, uh, putting a chair over them, and then we cut to a commercial. 
Okay, folks, uh, we're actually not going to take a commercial. We're going to call Dave Rosenbluth, and uh, <laughs> we're going to surprise him and try to let everybody know where he's at right now. Let me just give him a call. Let's see if this comes through. Hello? 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 Dave, can you hear me? Dave. Dave. You can, you can talk at any time. Is that where you're at, Kokomo? Are you in Kokomo? You can just tell us. I don't. I know you don't drink, so you can't. It better be a virgin daiquiri. Hey, the, is the band playing like Nickelback or something? Hey, are you in Aruba? Bermuda? In the Bahamas? Listen, a lot of people get lost out. Keep, okay, you're naming a lot of places. Are you doing like a cruise? And, I wish you'd respond. Okay. Uh, I'll catch you later. You're in Kokomo then? Dave, come back. <laughs> okay, we come back from a commercial. Before we get into this last little bit, I just want to say episode kind of flowed by quickly for me. It was fun. Got a nice RVD segment there. Um, it's just 1997 ECW has just almost run its course for me. It's become to be this uh, repetitive show of... I need it live, in a way. And I need more story building. Hopefully we'll get that throughout the year. Or maybe it'll evolve. We'll see as we review or watch along. On Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watch Alongs. I want to thank everybody for listening along with me, watching along with us. Um, thank you for downloading this podcast. Thank you for listening. Please like, rate, review, share, and subscribe if you dig this show. We are not done yet. There's one last segment. It's a little promo from Raven and Stevie. I'm just going to leave you with this and uh, we'll get out of here. Thanks, folks, for listening.
feels his pain. He wants uh, Stevie to kill him. Essentially. is what Raven's promo is. Everybody, thank you for listening along. As always, you can find every podcast on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Hundreds of episodes, hundreds of hours, evergreen content for your ears. Write to us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Join in on the fun on Facebook. Find Dave on Kicking Out at Two on any platform. K O A N, the number two. Thank you. And please end my suffering. End my suffering. End my suffering from this COVID. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>